Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello, everyone, and this is Pastor Chris with another weekly podcast. I'm glad you guys are listening in. A lot of people are listening in, and this morning, we also have Pastor Lana. Hi, Lana. Hi. And I asked Lana to come in and do this podcast, number one, because I think she has a lot to share in a lot of areas, but Lana, you taught on repentance, and it ha- I, I don't know if I've told you this, it's caused a good stir among people, uh, conversations I've had with people since then. And them, them ha- you gave a different perspective, or maybe kind of expanded on repentance. So just recap that again of what was your, in talking about repentance on Sunday, you were trying to get people to look at it differently, maybe than how they'd looked at it before. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's just been a journey of, um, you know, I used to have this idea of repentance that it was, you know, that I was in trouble. If I needed to repent for something, then, I, you know, mm-hmm. then something was wrong and I was in trouble and God was mad at me. And I feel like God just really changed my perspective on that um, and made it into something that is, it's just part of life mm-hmm. as a fallen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. human being on right. earth. And right. it's the whole reason that Jesus came and died. And so it's never a surprise to God that, you know, that we need that. And in fact, if we don't lean into it, then we're neglecting, I think a really important part of our like spiritual, um, like health. Right. Right. Yeah. When we grew up, I mean, you grew up in obviously different, uh, re- religious background than me. I grew up Catholic and you kind of had more of a Baptist slash, I ran both ends. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like super charismatic and then Southern Baptist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in those, at least for me, repentance was like the end of the line. And you you did, you threw yourself on the ground and said, I'm a worm and, you know, I don't deserve God's love. So so I'm going to repent and then I'll be back in good with God. Now, you and I have talked out, yeah, sometimes we do have those moments where we, where we say, oh my gosh, you know. I've been embezzling money from the company. I need to repent. And you do. You, re- you confess it. You, you come clean. But I wanted to talk to you today about a lifestyle of repentance. That seems to be, if we can incorporate it into our daily lives, or at least have a perspective of repentance as we approach our day, our week, whatever it is. So that was like... The question I wanted to just toss at you, what do you think? Is it possible to develop a lifestyle of repentance? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, for me, I realized like that's the point. Like I think that when we view repentance as this like awful thing, like when I was speaking the other week, I likened it to a root canal. So if we let it get to a point where it's terrible and we're, you know, we're involved in something that now has implications, you know, Mm -hmm. for other people, for our own, you know, whatever, that's when, you know, things get really bad. And then we get this bad taste in our mouth, like man, repentance is no fun. But you know, when you get a root canal, 
it's not the procedure that is painful. It's the condition that you're in before you get to that point. Right. And so I'm actually, my kids have a dentist appointment today, right after this, I have to uh-huh. take them. And, um, and I was thinking on it a little bit more and I, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. Like if we, if we have good dental hygiene, then we don't get to that point where we need that root canal. Yeah. Right. So with repentance, it's like, if we can catch our thoughts early, if we can surround ourselves with people who will, you know, just gently like lead us in that and, right. and kind of hold a mirror up to our face, like we'll be able to catch those things and it won't be this big, heavy, ugly, mm-hmm. painful yeah. thing. Yeah. One of the things I remember you talked about too was, and I forget how you said it, but basically how we view who God is will affect how we approach him or how repentance sometimes is dependent on how we view God. So if we view our Heavenly Father as uh, just a judge on a throne, you know, white hair, white beard, uh, approachability, approaching God with repentance becomes a scary thought. And I think you were really saying, hey, if you're struggling with repentance, it may be because it's how you view God. I don't know. It was something along those lines. Right. Yeah. That it, yeah. If um, the, the little meme that I had found was talking about, you know, it, if you think about, you know, when you were a teenager or whatever, and you know, you got into trouble, right. like there's, you know, kind of two scenarios. You either think, you know, I'm in trouble. I need, my dad's going to kill me. You know, I'm, right. he's going to be so mad at me or, you know, the way that, that, you know, the, the, the God that, that I know is the one, you know, that like when I'm in trouble, it's like, Oh, I need to call my dad. Oh no. Like I need him. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, those are two different people. And if we're not careful in our minds, we can really slip into past, um, you know, trauma, angry authority figures in our life or whatever. And we can Mm -hmm. paint God as somebody that he's not because the Bible tells us that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance and Mm -hmm. that he's slow to anger and that he's abounding in steadfast love. And, um, and so I think that that a big part of repentance has to do with what we think God's going to do right. with yeah. us. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Uh, and the, when we approach God and we see, wow, I'm going to go to my dad because I'm in trouble. But also that repentance isn't just God making the situation better. It's like, oh, I, I crashed the car. I'm going to go to dad because I can. And God, dad just steps in and just pays the bills and yeah. does all that stuff and fixes it. As much as repentance is part of the trans, it, it will transform us. It, it won't just wipe the slate clean and kind of set everything back to normal. But I become a different person as a result of repentance. I become the kind of person I, I really want to become. I don't know that people really see that repentance actually transforms us, makes us different. Right. It helps us grow, you know, and it's like if God is a good father, you know, a a truly good parent is not just going to let their kid off the hook for everything, but they're going to walk with them and help them learn and guide them. And so that's the way I kind of see it is like, you know, God's going to walk, you know, I might need to repent for something that, like I said, has repercussions that I need to go and make amends or I need to pay something back or, you know, whatever, like we, yeah, we're not just off the hook, like, but he's going to be in that with us. Cause I think a lot of times we put off, you know, those things too, if it's gone to the point where we know that, that we're going to have to have hard conversations or we're going to have to do things that are hard, you know, or admit to things or whatever. And it's him being with us in those things that makes us grow spiritually. And this Mm -hmm. is why I think that if we lean into this more, it, it will cause us to, 
to grow a lot yeah. when we when we resist repentance we're really resisting growth gosh I, you know I, it's, it's interesting i really thought of it that way and i think that part of again how we view repentance our view god starts at an early age and so i know that in children's ministry you know you being involved for years here at life church but right now specifically working with our tweens just so that parents know that that's repentance is not a concept that's like way beyond what a child can understand. We can actually help them. So, so repentance is not that abstract. It isn't that strange of a concept, right? So yeah, I mean, a, a child, you know, a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old may look at it different. Yeah, like, but we can still help them understand. Yeah, absolutely. And because it's really not, we overcomplicate it, right? Mm, and mm. Um, we're about to start a unit with our tweens called Think About It. Mm. And so, you know, in its essence, repentance is just changing your mind. You know, it's just, it's agreeing with God. It's realizing that you haven't, you know, been agreeing with with what is true and what, mm -hmm. you know, the Bible mm -hmm. says about mm -hmm. who you are, about who God is, about how life works. Um, and it's just changing our mind and, and agreeing with those things. And so that's really where the conversation starts for me with, um, the kids in my, right. in my group. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just one of the things we underestimate is how children actually see things probably a little bit more simple than we do, which is a, a wonderful thing. And Jesus even, you know, noted that uh, with regarding children. But, you know, the kingdom of God and how it works is the power, the rule, and the reign of God. And a, a young tween can grasp that that sense of lordship that you know Jesus Christ is lord he is the ruler he and if w they can find that approachability to god then the repentance isn't going to be something that's a, again a foreign thing or or maybe they misinterpret what it is. Yeah, for sure. And I think the more that we're connected with the Lord, the more time we spend with him, the more we're talking to him. You know, if our if we just have an open dialogue with him mm -hmm. throughout the day instead of mm -hmm. compartmentalizing him, mm -hmm. I think that that's a part of it too because it's kind of like you know, when you, when we all have those people in our life that maybe we haven't talked to in a while, mm -hmm. and then, you know, it's a little awkward if you have to approach them with something, you know, big or heavy or you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can be that way for God too. I think that sometimes people resist repentance because they haven't talked to God in a while and suddenly they know that they need to, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that that's a part of it, you know, too, that we're really trying to, I, with the tweens, I, I, Try to the three things that we really emphasize are um, biblical literacy, so their ability mm. to read the word and understand yeah. it and yeah. apply it to their lives, and then prayer um, and their their ability to you know just to talk to God and have that open dialogue and not compartmentalize it like I'm mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. um, and we really try to hit on like you don't have to pray with your eyes closed, you don't have to only yeah. pray at yeah. this time of the day. You can talk to God anytime, anywhere, and um, and then the last part is the Holy Spirit, and that's their ability to receive you know. Um, to, to like sense God's prompting and respond to mm. it. And I think that conviction is a big part of that, right? Yeah. It's, it's that sense. You just have a sense and that's the Holy wow. Spirit in us. Wow. That's good stuff. We should do that on Sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, we forget the basics, don't we? We forget mm -hmm. the simplicity of practicing just these three things and we overcomplicate and we go down rabbit trails and, and, Okay, so here's the last question. This is something that's been, uh, and then we'll close out with this, is that somebody said, well, okay, repentance. If I repent to God, 
but my actions were also affecting other human beings, mm-hmm. right? My, my wife, my kids, whoever it was, my neighbor. If I repent to God, do I have to repent to the person that I've been hurting or, you know? So it's like, but I, because people, well, I confessed to God, I told God, I repented to God. Yeah, but did you go to that person who you were hurting? Did you repent to them? And that was like a question. And I thought, repentance isn't just repenting to God. Is it repenting to your neighbor or to the person? Um, I mean, it's just one of those kind of interesting questions. Yeah, so I th- no, I mean, I, I think that's the piece of the Holy Spirit, right? So I think repentance has that openness of you don't come to God to repent and have already decided how the terms, uh, right? You okay, come to him and good. you say, I'm wrong. You're right. Now what? Yeah. What do I do? And you yeah. listen to his prompting and you know that he's going to be with you in the hard things that you might have to do to rectify the situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's another side of that. Some of us, you know, really struggle with legalism and we get a really in our heads. And yeah, so yeah. I've had, you know, people come to me before and said, I just had this thought about this other person that I yeah. know that I need to repent for that thought. Do I need to go and apologize to this person who doesn't right. even know that I had that thought yeah, in the first yeah. place? Right. And so I think that's the part where, you know, we have people who walk alongside us, other believers and stuff that, yeah. you know, we can ask them, what do you think about this? And allow them to have a voice into our life. Right. Yeah. Because there are those points where we're maybe we're not sure. Yeah if that's something, you know, that we do. So I think that there's two parts of it. There's, we have the Holy Spirit and then we have, you know, the other people in our life who, who often have a much better picture of what's going on than we do. And they can say, no, I think you're overthinking it. Or yeah, actually, I think you do need to go do that hard thing that you don't want to do. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good response because that's the whole idea of, uh, like this person in particular, well, I told God and I said, I was sorry. And I said, yeah, but did you tell the person that you you wounded? I mean, you really wounded them. Well, I told God. And I said, well, okay, what are you afraid of? I said, don't you realize, going back to growth, your relationship with that person could actually grow yeah. if you went to them and say, you know, I need to repent. I, I've treated you poorly. I've I've bullied you. It was really what was going on. There was a bullying thing mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and I just want you to know I'm changing, and I'm not going to do that anymore. That's healthy for you, but they were kind of stuck on. Well, I I told God and I repented to God and I I know I just won't do it anymore. I said, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously that's between them and God, but repentance is it, again can be overcomplicated, or it can actually be underdone. We yeah, can definitely we can not not do it in a transformational way, you know, life changing way. Right. So. Because in that case, it sounds to me like you're just checking a box. Like, yeah. check, I repented, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's not really how it works. Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like that's I said, you know, we were talking about the story of David and Bathsheba, and I'm sure David doesn't like the fact that that's recorded for all history, that yeah. that's still something ah. that we're talking about. Yeah. But how many lives have changed? Right. Because we got to see the transformation in David. You know, because yeah. he allowed his story to be told. And I think that that's a big part of being a believer. And, you know, something that we really have to fight against because people tend to think that Christians have this you know, veneer that we're not, you know, genuine and stuff. And it's when we let people into the mess and we let them see it and we let them watch God, you know, transform us that they believe that maybe God could do that for them. Yeah. So I think we're missing a a huge piece of the whole point if we don't, if we don't allow that, if we're not open to it. Oh, it's good stuff. Well, that's it for us today. And hey, if what we've said has encouraged you or created questions, please reach out to us, send us an email at uh, Life Church, uh, it would be info at lifechurchchico.org. We appreciate you guys listening. Atlanta, thanks for sitting in. Thanks. All right, everybody, have a blessed week. Bye bye.
Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.